Hello, hello, hey everybody. Our uh, guest today, he had a time where he hit rock bottom, like many of us, and he has turned that around and become a huge success story. We're going to learn about all of that and more. Uh, it's coming up. We've got the host, creator, and writer of the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast with Sean Dustin. Give it up, my friend, Sean Dustin. So what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. You, you gave me a lot of credit, uh, a little bit too much, because uh, I definitely don't write a whole lot of anything. <laughs> and writing is, it's proverbial, right? I mean, you know, I mean, the way I see it, I'm, I'm writing a book right now about my own story, right? But I actually record it. I'm actually making a podcast version of it first. Right? So it's more of a docudrama narrative kind of thing. And then I take that audio and I transcribe that and then I turn that into book form. So I've actually got a book agent uh, waiting for me as she's collecting the chapters and we're working on, you know, negotiating, uh, you know, distributor deals, publisher deals. Um, but I'm doing that basically by telling my story. So, I mean, I guess I'm a writer too, technically, but how much fucking writing am I actually doing? You know, it's all coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Shoot, shoot, shoot me your uh, agent's contact because that's the that's the kind of book I need to write, and I got about three of them within my within my story itself, right? Nice. Mm -hmm. um, and there's you know, there's offshoots to all the different like mm -hmm. smaller subset of stories that mm -hmm. came from that crazy ass life. Nice. <laughs> so, um, so really quick, I mean, you know, we're we're recording live in quarantine, as is the rest of the world. I'm in LA. Where where are you, Sean? I'm in California, Northern California, the Bay Area. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. So we've got Bay Area to LA. We're just making it work, guys. Fuck it. <laughs> We're doing it live. Um, anyways, uh, Sean, maybe you could tell tell the listeners a little bit about your story. Um, I want to hear about it. I've been dying to hear about it. I'll share mine with you as well once we're once we get through yours a little bit. All right. Yeah, I was trying to, I, I've been trying to refine my story down because you know how it goes when you're trying to tell it, you, and you, you haven't written, a, written it down, like as in like pieces and you just, it sort of just goes everywhere. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. jump from here to here to here and you're like, oh damn, I forgot that. <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, man, I, I, I grew up a, uh, middle-class neighborhood. I look like I'm Hispanic, uh, but I sound like I'm white. So mm. I grew up, you know, kind of different than everybody else. You know, there was a black family in my, in my neighborhood and there was also a, uh, a Filipino family next door. And then my best friend was Portuguese, but I was probably the darkest, uh, aside from, from the, the black dude that was down the street. Right. Mm. And so I got teased all the time, man. Uh, and I was smaller. And so I got picked on and bullied and, and, and all that stuff. My parents ended up splitting when I was around five years old. My mom ended up having to put me into daycare. And the only place that she could find was like one town over because she worked in San Francisco. Uh, and so she had to commute every day. So I was there for a little while. Uh, I ended up getting expelled from preschool. Uh, <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> that was a badass kid, man. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, so you want to know the story about mm -hmm. how I got kicked out of preschool. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was, you know, always just into shit, right? And, uh, you know, whether it was playing house or doctor, you know, with the with the little girls running around, just, <laughs> just always getting into shit, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess somehow the elementary school that I went to was right behind the daycare, maybe about a quarter mile. So, I mean, you can literally, you could see the school from the field, right? So you just walk through the field 
and go there. And well, kids would go back and forth, you know, from school because there's neighborhoods over here, there's neighborhoods over there. And so I don't even know what the hell got into me. I don't, I don't know why I did it, but there was uh, two, a little girl and a little boy walking by and for, and I just happened to, there were some dirt clods on the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just picked one up and I started throwing it at him. <laughs> and, and, uh, I didn't realize that, <laughs> that, that there was a rock in, in, inside one of the dirt, the oh, pieces shit. of dirt around it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it ended up hitting the girl right in her face. Uh, right in her nose, right, and if, if it would, if it had been dirt, it would have, it probably would have scratched her, but and and bl- psh, burst it open. But instead, it was a rock, and it uh, really fucked her up pretty good. So I got in trouble for that and got uh, <laughs> uh, expelled from there. Uh, and so I ended up having to go to the school that was down the street from my house, right, and that was within like walking distance, maybe two miles. And I was that was the third grade, right. So from the third grade on, I was a latchkey kid. And that's a horrible idea. Whoever came mm-hmm. up with the idea of, of having a latchkey kid, that's a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because kids need supervision. They need uh, discipline. They need structure. They need all of the things that being a latchkey kid does not have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the components are not there. Um, and so I basically had the run of the house to myself. You know, when I go to home, my mom was always working in the city. So I knew exactly when she would be home. If it was tax season, she would, she worked for a tax firm. Uh, she would, be gone sometimes until nine, ten o'clock at night. So I have to, you know, make my dinner, fend for myself and do all that stuff. So what ended up happening is, you know, when you're a kid by yourself and you're in a house by yourself, what, what, what is it? What does any third year, uh, uh, third grader uh, do? Are you getting into trouble, man? Oh, sure. You're, you're rooting through everybody's shit because yeah. nobody's there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going through my mom's stuff, looking through every single drawer, trying to find this, trying to find that. Found some marijuana and a bong. And uh, for some reason, I don't even know. I, I didn't know what it was, but I knew what to do with it. Right? <laughs> Seriously. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, and I, I think it was because I seen the charred black, you know mm. what I mean? Like something that had been burned in the bowl. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, all right, well, I stuffed it in there and I took a puff and coughed my lungs out and <laughs> got my bearings and like felt really good. You know, I felt like, wow, all right. Uh, I jumped on <laughs> my skateboard. Third grade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I jumped on my skateboard, right? Because mm-hmm. we lived on a hill, like a pretty mm-hmm. steep hill. And I've never would, would, like, I would always get going and then I would be too scared and jump off, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I didn't want to get speed wobbles and fall. And I jumped on that, that damn thing and, and went straight down the hill, no speed wobbles, doing like 25 miles an hour. Just wow. Boom. Wow. And it, yeah, it was from that point on. I was like, "Holy shit, this is like this is like this is Superman stuff," yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I uh, I will tell you what. When I was when I was that age, man, like you know, my parents didn't have that stuff, unfortunately, because I probably would have bumped into it as well at that time. Uh, but what I did find was my older sister had a huge collection of Barbie dolls, mm. right? And I, and one time, you know, my parents would take us to a baseball game every summer. So we'd go to, you know, grew up in Michigan. So we'd go to the Tigers games. And uh, one year I got this like miniature baseball bat, right? It was like a souvenir <laughs> or something. And so I got the idea of pulling off the Barbie heads from all of her Barbies. 
And we started using that as a baseball. So we'd pitch to each other and we'd smash them with those bats. <laughs> and, we'd, and we'd run around. We could do it inside the living room. We could do it outside. Either way, it didn't matter. But yeah. we're just like beating the shit out of those things. And, <laughs> I mean, it probably a couple of weeks went by. My sister finally discovered what was happening. And she was just like, she, <laughs> she was heated. But uh, I couldn't, like, I think, you know, but, but talking about weed, like the first time I smoked weed was in like, I, I want to say the last... It was the last day of school of seventh grade. And so you beat me by a couple of years. Um, but I'm speaking of Superman stuff. I remember, uh, uh, you know, me and my best friend, uh, we went over to this guy who was a little bit older than us and he has a group of friends and they're all smoking weed and they're like, Hey, you want to hit this? And I'm like, sure. And, uh, you know, I'm smoking or whatever. And, and there was this guy that was a little bit older than me. He was, he was a badass, right? He was into like four wheelers and dirt bikes and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of respect for him, you know? And we're all stoned and shit. And he looks at me and he goes, Hey, Brian, you want a slap box? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, all right. <laughs> and so, so we're in this dude's bedroom and me and him are slap box. You know, I'm just figuring we're just like fucking around, whatever. So I'm just kind of lightly hitting him, lightly hitting him. You know, he's lightly hitting me back and then he, he gets me good in the face. And I like lean back, I wound up and I just. Boom! Like flap haymaker, dude. This guy goes flying over over our other friend's bed and like into this fan. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, holy shit! I can't believe I just did that. And he got up and he's just like, dude, you just kicked my ass. <laughs> that's funny. At that point, I was like, yeah, that's some Superman shit right there. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Yeah, man. The, the, the days when we're kids, man. Those, those are great. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, fuck. I was gonna say something, man. After you said, "Oh, you're talking about the the cool guy uh, with the with the dirt bikes." Yeah. I uh, see. What I started thinking is Kelly Lee from the from the uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was like two or three years older than me. You know, he had a goatee. You know, he was like ninth grade or something. He had a goatee, <laughs> like this big, like fire red. <laughs> badass dude you know wearing the fox shit and all that stuff right yeah 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 just to kind of wrap it up because i mean this thing this thing can take forever if i try Mm -hmm. to go through the go through the whole thing right Mm -hmm. so you know i ended up uh doing that right i went to uh uh, i was in junior high also we'll fast forward to junior Mm -hmm. high Mm -hmm. i'm seeing my dad every now and then you know he does the every other weekend deal but but not nearly long enough uh time around for for a young boy uh, to have influence by, by having a, a man in the, in the, in the picture, you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like full time, mm-hmm. like, 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 like how I am with my kid, you know? So what ended up happening is I was just, you know, doing whatever I wanted. I was cutting school, like taking my, my buddy had, a, uh, and this was my first crack at fraud as well. Cause my buddy had, uh, these, uh, he'd stolen these, uh, things from the dentist's office. Right. And there were, there were like passes or slips that, that you'd fill out to take to school with you to give you an excused absence. Right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And so I would, I was doing that. I was just forging, I was forging nose and we would stay home all day long and just like hang out at his house and drink his dad's vodka, all his, all his booze and get drunk. And so, you know, I was doing that, uh, just really not, I was getting sus- like suspended and, and, uh, put on sent to the office constantly dude i was a class clown you know they literally had my my when i was in third and fourth grade my teachers would would uh 
wrap my my desk in corrugated paper, a wall around me, right? So I can't communicate with anybody because I'm always cracking jokes or just a, just a clown, you know what I mean? Talking yeah. shit, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I ended up buying, I bought a butterfly knife from somebody, right? In school. I said, hey, you want to buy a butterfly knife? I'm like, yeah, that's fucking cool. I'll buy yeah, it. Right? And so, yeah, and so I was playing around with it in school and like right before, because we just, in, you know, junior high, you're now going to class, class switching periods, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in there in my history class and uh, I would sit in the back. I always sit in the back mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sitting there. <laughs> the teacher the teacher's not not in the classroom right i'm trying to be cool in front of all these all my classmates and i'm playing mm-hmm. and uh i hear him coming i'm like, oh shit i put it in my pocket right and uh he he comes into the he comes in he didn't see that uh i missed my pocket and like it literally i moved around and it fucking went tink tink oh, <laughs> so i got expelled from there <laughs> twice okay that's two times already uh, i've been expelled from a school yeah i right, so i got expelled from there i went and moved down to my uncle's in uh where's it like south san francisco san mm-hmm. bruno area mm-hmm. um and then i went to junior high there like I, I went to school there got kicked out of that place um my, got shuttled up to my dad's in sacramento uh he wasn't prepared for, to deal with the likes of me that's for sure and he's six yeah. five like 200 something pounds I mean, we, we, I was rebelling, uh, you know, and he was just, he wasn't, he wasn't having it, man. So I ended up, uh, flunking out of, uh, seventh grade up there and then had to go to summer school. And then finally he's just like, he's like my mom, he's like, take him. I can't deal with his ass. So, I mean, you know, there's just like, what what am I going to think? You know, what am I supposed to think? Like, damn, nobody wants me. You know, I'm just this fuck up. You know, I can't seem yeah. to do anything right. And um, so when I went back to high school or I went back to the school that, that kicked me out, the first one or the second one uh, for the, the knife, mm-hmm. and they agreed to let me come back. Right. They're like, all right, well, we, you know, you're in a bind and you need to finish the school year and we'll, we'll go ahead and let you back in. Um, so about three weeks <laughs> Three weeks before the uh, uh, the end of the school year, and I was eighth grade right now, and so my next step is high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, three weeks uh, before the end of school, I get sent to the office, and I and after coming back, I mean, I, I was still getting sent to the office all the time, and uh, they finally just said, "You know what? Go home. Just go home." I'm like, "What do you mean go home?" And he's, <laughs> He's like, uh, we're going to socially promote you to the ninth grade. You've got straight F's. Uh, you know what I mean? What, you're just, you're a problem. Go home. Don't come back. And so I look, so I'm getting suspended. And he's like, no, you're getting an early, you're getting an early summer vacation. Get out what? of here. That's crazy. <laughs> Wait, so you flunked every class. They promoted you anyways. And yep. you didn't have to go for the last three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I want to know who how, won that one. <laughs> oh man, that that's how bad I was, and, and, it, and it's like, and I'm like, okay, because then it's like, now I, I get to stay home all day, and nobody's there because my mm-hmm. mom's in what you call it, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the worst things that I did now in this time period, right, when I came back and when I was a junior or a, a freshman in, in high school, and mind you, I, I I hung out with all of the older kids, right? Mm-hmm. The, when I was a, a freshman, I hung out with the seniors and the juniors. Yep. Just because people that were in my neighborhood, they all knew me, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
and they were seniors and juniors and, uh, and, and I think one, my best friend was one grade ahead of me. Mm. Um, so when I, the summer, I think the summer, yeah, right when I was, I think like the first, the first year of when I was a freshman, uh, like the first couple of months, somehow I got it into my head and, and so I'd, I'd learned how to steal my mom's truck, right. Mm-hmm. And joyride it while she was sleeping. Cause she nice. would go out and, you know, she was, she was single and she would go out and she'd come home and like, I would know if she's been drinking because I, I could hear her snoring right mm-hmm. from, from below. Right. So I was like, Oh yeah. I'm like, mom's drunk. <laughs> she's out. <laughs> yeah, she's out. And so I would literally, I remember, I remember going up to her room, right. The first mm-hmm. time I ever, I ever did this. And, before I found that there was a spare key and I knew where to get the spare key. Uh, so I would commando on my stomach through her, like where her bed was on the ground. Right. And I would put my hand up and try to get her keys if they were in her, uh, her purse and, or if they weren't out and I would go and then I would open the garage door. And this wasn't a, this was like the old garage door. We go, and, uh, <laughs> And her bedroom is right next door, right? Yeah. So I'm like trying thinking that every noise that I'm making is like ten times louder than it is. <laughs> I jump in this in, in the truck, right? It was an old '85 uh, uh, Toyota pickup, uh, you know, the, with the SR22 engine that everybody wants. Open it up. I would put the keys in there. I would put it in neutral, and I would go down. Remember, I told you I live on a steep hill, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would I would back out, like push it back out and coast it all the way down the street going nice. backwards nice. <laughs> going backwards <laughs> to, the, to the next street go up and then bam right so i did this in the summertime for the first time and i did it because i there was this chick that wanted to hook up and i was a virgin at the time and so i'm like fuck you i'm gonna get i'm gonna get fucked all right cool yeah. <laughs> that's worth it you know risk versus reward <laughs> right <laughs> So I go over there, right? And uh, I pick her up uh, and, and, and uh, take her out to the back roads. I bring a, plank, a blanket and a pillow, uh, you know, because I got class, right? Right. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I handle my business in the back roads and I take her and I drop her off. And then I, I roll back up. And, and so in order to get back in there, I have to be going at least – 50 or 60 miles an hour up the hill so I could kill it and coast right back up into the driveway and into the, into the thing. Right. Mm. So the first time I did that, the second time I did that, cause she wanted to do it again, but this time she got a little bit bolder and said, Hey, well, why don't you just come to my house? Nice. You, know, you can sneak into my room. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. That's even easier. And so I did that. And the first, the, and this is, this is the last time I did it. And this is what I get there. I park. I get out, I start walking to her house to the side of the thing and a pit bull is fucking out there. And he chases me up and I jump onto the roof of the fucking car. Right. And he's like, rah, 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 rah. and he finally, he goes away. Um, I ended, I go in there. Uh, I get into her room, handling business and her dad fucking knocks on the door. And oh shit. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. And so I jump out. I didn't have no clothes on. Right. I jump out, butt ass naked out of the window. I, I, I jumped out of clothes. the window. Yeah. I jumped, well, I jumped into the window to get there. So well, I, right, but I, I mean, I figured if you're naked, you would have been like hiding in the closet or under the bed or some shit. You just you jumped out of the window <laughs> naked. <laughs> I jumped out. 
I jumped out of the window into the backyard, right? That's awesome. And uh, I, didn't, I, I couldn't leave because I don't have my keys because it's in my pants, right? So I'm like, fuck, where am I going to go? <laughs> and so there's a shed, right? That's mm-hmm. by the fence. And there's about this much of a gap in between it. So I go and I shove my ass in there and I fucking scoot into the middle and, and I'm like sitting there, right? Just frozen. Dude, there's a motherfucking dog in my ass on the other side of the fucking fence, sniffing. <laughs> and barking. I'm like, shut up, shut up. You know, dad co- the dad comes out and uh and uh starts looking, you know what I mean? He I he I know he knows that his daughter his daughter was getting fucking nailed, right? Um, and, but for some reason he didn't he didn't find me, he didn't know where I was, right? So I, I got out of that one. Uh, she threw the, be- the clothes out the window, and I hopped out after about a half hour, oh, forty-five minutes, being f- just stuck there. Like, I'm like, Is, should I That's go? like the longest thirty minutes of your life, too, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah so I'm only like fifteen. I'm like, should I go? Should I? Or should I what do I do? <laughs> so that's the last time I did that, right? Uh, well, the, my first, my first. Uh, uh, time with the law right the interaction you know where i caught up with the law was directly related to this girl that i screwed because i didn't know that she was had a boyfriend at the time and and he was a gang member oh shit yeah yeah you know you guys have the the sereños down there the south Mm -hmm. siders Mm -hmm. we've got north siders up here okay and so i didn't know that you know I, i didn't even know she had a boyfriend um and so anyways, he called me up and he uh, like left a message on my answering machine. Uh, yeah. With the tape, you know, mm-hmm. you have the tape player <laughs> answering machine. <laughs> uh, for those of you millennials out there that uh, don't understand, don't know what that is. I got, I took that tape down to school and I, like I said, I knew everybody. Like I hung out with the gang members. I hung out with the, with the blacks, the mm-hmm. whites, the, the jocks, the drama geeks. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I hung out with everybody. I knew them all. Yeah. Uh, and so I let some of my friends listen to this tape and they're like, oh, fuck that shit, man. Fuck that shit. We're going to get that dude. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. You know, I'm a little bitch, dude. <laughs> I, I'm not a fighter, right? I went back then. I wasn't. And, uh, and so I'm like, hell yeah, you know, we're going to go do this. And uh, by the time we got there, there was four carloads of dudes. Damn. Uh, Damn. Four? Four carloads of Wait, guys. On your side or on their side? My side. Oh, Damn. And so we start walking. To throw down. Yeah, we walk down into the uh, to where the area is where everybody comes to the convenience store lunch break and whatever from this high school on the next town over. Mm-hmm. And we start walking down there. I see them, her and him, walking towards us. She bolts. I'm out of here. Fuck you. <laughs> and uh, he still keeps walking, man. I'm like, and so I was. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to ask him. Why'd you call my house? <laughs> I, I didn't have a plan, you know. I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> These guys good. had a plan. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm just so, along for the ride, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you, you called up the wrong dude's house, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I felt like a hot shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, look, yeah, looking back, I'm a backup boy. What now? And, uh, and so anyways, he comes walking up and uh, I start to say something to him. And before I can even get a word out of my mouth, he, he's reaching for his pocket for something. And he just, somebody from the side just whap, hits him. Uh, and then he ends up like, boom, 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 gets, gets uh, pin, pinballed, <laughs> runs, into the, runs into the store. 
and uh, there's like three more dudes ready to, you know, grab him, bring him back, throw him on top of the the uh, counter where the cash register is, knock the cash register off, just literally just and drug and drug his ass. He ends up getting a hold of the knife, right, mm-hmm. and slices one of my friends across the face. Damn. And uh, I don't blame him, man. I'd have fucking sliced. I'd have well, sliced I mean, too. I'm just thinking, like, how much does it gotta suck that you're cheated on by your girlfriend, and, and then you get your ass kicked by a fucking gaggle of dudes? <laughs> you know, like, like, talk about bottoms, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, and uh, so, anyways, all of that's on video because it's in a store. Yeah. I never touched the dude once. I never got to hit him. Yeah. So, anyways, right. long story short, mm-hmm. I ended up getting charged with uh, inciting a riot, uh, and so I, uh, from that point on, um, my mom got, uh, you know, she, I was a, she couldn't control me, obviously, um, you know, no, no, my dad's, you know, still in and out of the picture, sort of, but I mean, he's like, you know, after that whole deal where me and him had a falling out was it wasn't when, when I got kicked out of school and, and left from there. Mm-hmm. At one point I went up there because I was trying to hook up with this chick and I knew my dad was on uh, on vacation and mm-hmm. I still had keys to his place. And I was, I wanted to hook up with this one broad uh, that I'd went to junior high with cause I was still in contact with her. So I, I, I drove up there or somehow I got up there. I don't know how I got up there. I think I may have taken a bus up there like Greyhound. And I went to his house and I jumped over the fence and and went in and his neighbor saw me going in and called him. Well, what I didn't know is that my grandmother at the time, uh, his mom was had, was having issues and was in the hospital dying. Right. Oh shit. Okay. And so he had to come all the way up there, leave her, come all the way up there and get me. And she died on our way back. that's crazy so yeah yeah so uh that that uh that really put a monkey wrench in our uh relationship because you know yeah i was the reason why you you know and couldn't be there for the last moments yeah 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 and uh i mean i I get it man if that happened to me and you know with my mom and uh, him and his mom are pretty close so i mean it, it made sense i you know yeah and so anyways, now that's on my mind, you know, that, that weighs on me now. So mm-hmm. I've got these accumulation of things, you know, like fucking nobody wants me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fuck up. I can't do anything. Right. Everything I touch turns to shit. Mm-hmm. Look, my, my dad fucking doesn't even like me anymore. So I've got this narrative that's getting built in my own head. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I end up trying meth for the first time. Uh, and the reason why I did that, and I think that was like, the summer of my uh freshman year right mm-hmm. so and uh, uh the reason why I, w- I wanted to try it so bad was is that all my friends were doing it and it mm-hmm. wasn't meth at that time it was crank back then mm-hmm. back when bikers were still doing it I mean, they sure they still are but they've changed they've refined their process <laughs> right <laughs> all of my friends were doing it and like when we would hang out they would all disappear and go into their room and go into a room and lock it and, and i wouldn't I was the youngest. Obviously, they didn't want to be responsible for turning the youngest dude onto it. And all mm-hmm. these other guys had already done it, and they knew I didn't do it. So, I mean, that w- thank you. Um, that was cool, but it just made me want me to made me to want to do it more. And so, I was hanging out. My dad ended up marrying uh, the neighbor down the street. He divorced my mom, and then the neighbor that lived down the street in another court. Uh, I guess he had met her somewhere, and uh, 
she had a sister, two sisters, and they were both stoners and like they were all they were like meth meth addicts. Mm-hmm. And so I think I had known that that was available there. And so I went down and started hanging out there because my that she was like my step grandmother. So she'd let me come down and hang out all the time because mm-hmm. I just literally lived right up the block. And uh that's where I got it. That's where I got I got it from her. I got it from my uh, and oh. she was like she was like ten years older than me at the time. Did she know that she was giving it to you or I don't know. I I probably you know I mean, what where, I probably were you, were you like stealing it or were like I mean No, she get she I I she smoked foil smoked yeah. it on the foil right there right, you know? right. And, mm-hmm. and so i think i think i probably probably if anything i probably lied about it and said oh yeah i've done it before <laughs> well yeah because so, if you've done it before then the pressure's off right you're like all right well you know what you're getting into yeah yeah well you know it's not my fault well, right. he's gonna get it from somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's funny man that, that kind of reminds me uh not not to segue a little bit but uh you know it kind of reminds me there's a lot of parallels between our, our childhoods, I think. Um, like, somehow I was able to pull off good grades. I graduated top 10 in my class. I knew everybody, you know, but it was a small podunk town in the middle of Michigan, 95% white people, uh, one black family, one, you know, uh, one Asian family that owned the, the, the son of the black family was the star running back, and the Asian family owned the Chinese restaurant. Go figure. Uh, everyone else, everyone else was white, and, the, and the, except for like the last little five percent were basically Mexican or Latinos, right? Everyone got along, but and and you know, I was like I said, I was smart, I was popular, that kind of stuff. But I was also a fucking rebel, dude. Like you know, like I said, the first time I smoked pot was the last day of seventh grade. Sorry, mom and dad, if you didn't know. <laughs> oh well, um, you know, it was a long time ago. But you know, I dabbled with a, little, a couple other things in high school. I, I didn't do math until I was in the military, um, but that was after I'd already had PTSD and I was kind of fucked up. So I so I dabbled with it for a little bit, um, but I was always more into other things like. Uh, I liked ecstasy, acid, stuff like that. But I mean, even when I was in high school, like I was in a punk band. I did some sports and some other shit too, but I was in a punk band. And that's, um, and like headlining like every weekend, um, our band would. And I can't tell you how many times I was like tripping while I'm on stage <laughs> like, <laughs> at like 16, 17 years old, right? Just fucking flipping the fuck out, but like still being able to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, fucking around, sne- sneaking into places. Like I used to, uh, speaking of sneaking out, like, God, I used to sneak out almost every night, dude. Like, <laughs> my, like, my, like we had a pretty big house. It was a small town. so a pretty big house. My parents' bedroom was all the way on the, on the uh, east end of the house. And the door that we always used to go in and out was always on the west end. Right. So I'd be, I, I figured out how to like open the door without, without squeaking you know, just real, you know, just real careful. And they'd always hang their keys like uh, in the kitchen. They're hanging up in the kitchen so I could grab them real quick and I'd go out and I'd take off. And, you know, whether it was going to like get laid or like just hang out with my friends or whatever, you know, we'd, we'd like smoke a cigarette or have some beers, smoke some weed, whatever the, you know, whatever the fuck else. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, I miss those days. <laughs> that was fun. But like back then it seemed so dangerous. You're like, oh, we're fucking rebels. We're doing crazy shit, whatever. And now it's just like, eh, you know, (laughs) it's life. It's life, you know. That's that's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, So part of so part that I that I skipped. So Mm -hmm. this is uh, I just kind of missed it. So in the ninth grade, towards the end of the ninth grade, I ended up. uh, So since I know how to drive this truck and I have this uh, (laughs) this spare key now, right? 
mm-hmm. uh, or know where it is at least. So I'm like, you know, I just, I want to cut school and I want to go hang out and do this, uh, whatever. So I decided to take the bus to the BART station, right. And, and go to the BART station that my mom parks her truck at to, for her commute to go to the city. Right. Mm-hmm. And I steal it from there. And I drive it back home, right? And I'm, you know, rolling around school. Yeah, what's up? I'm hella cool, right? <laughs> you know, get a, get a group of people together with me. And this is probably about maybe nine o'clock. I mean, yeah, probably about, no, about 10, 11 o'clock, right? And uh, I already know my mom's not going to be home till around, or at least get to the BART station until 9, 9.30, something like that, because it's tax season. And so I, you know, we're partying at the house, drinking a little bit, and uh, but not getting drunk. Uh, just having some drinks and you know at my house and my friends so my other friend stole his his mom's car and it was a it was a a a mustang and it was way better than than that little tan pickup right and so Mm -hmm. i'm like hey i want to drive that back to the bart station and then uh, you can drive the truck you know what i mean that's that's a good deal for for you right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's like yeah all right all right he's like i don't know how to drive a uh a stick and uh, I'm like, oh, man. I said, does anybody know how to drive a stick? And my buddy Eric, he's like, yeah, I think so. And, uh, and I didn't, you know, think, oh, well, it sounds like yeah, yes to me. <laughs> so I tried to, t- I'm like, oh, well, I'll teach you how to do it, right? And so we're backing it up, and he punches it. And, it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I was like, are you sure you got this? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, 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 it's all good. And he didn't turn the wheel because it was a manual steering, right? And he didn't turn the wheel after he went this way because the wheel just automatically rolled around and, and luckily didn't hit anything. Uh, and he and he punches it again. Son of a bitch, this dude. And we're, me and him are both in there, right? He hops the curb and he runs right into my fucking house. Oh, shit. <laughs> Doing about like five to seven miles an hour. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> Your mom must have been so pissed. Oh, well, that's, that, that's not the end of it. <laughs> Go on. All right. So, anyways, like the, the four dudes that were sitting on the like the up by my up on the uh, like by the front door, mm-hmm. like they just watched this whole thing. He's, they're just like they're they're busting up laughing, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I'm just like, fuck, dude. Me and him get out of the car, and I'm like, I'm like, how am I gonna hide this? <laughs> <laughs> you got a, like a hole like, in your yeah, house yeah i wasn't thinking about like oh man this is horrible man what am i going to tell my mom i'm like how am I, how can i hide this <laughs> you know, what, what can i do to hide this because i'm like i could and like everything started going through my head like what i could do to get out of this what i yeah. you know what i mean and that's how my mind worked it my mind always worked on how can i get out of getting or how can i get out of trouble and then how can i get out of doing anything else like a workaround and so mm-hmm. anyways, I ended up having to drive it back. I, I grabbed a pillow and a blanket and, uh, of I'm course, like, yeah, I'm like, dude, what am I, what am I going to do? I can't hide it. I, I, I have to, I have to come clean. You know what I mean? It's like probably the first time in my life I ever told the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyways, I, I go and I park and I fall asleep and I tell my mom. And so anyway, uh, once this, I like, I had to tell her everything that happened, and this is like ten o'clock at night, dude. She literally drug me over to Homeboy's house that that uh, was driving, right, uh, and in some other person's house, and like all my friends, dude. And so like embarrassed the shit out of me. 
that's crazy. Didn't, yeah, not, I mean, didn't get anything out of it that she wanted. I was like, dude, so they're not going to pay for it. I'm the one that told them to get in the car and drive. And uh, so, yeah, there was a hole in my room and, and it, it, it hit right perfectly in between the, in the stud between the fucking wall and the room. So there's a hole in this room and then there's a hole in this room. <clears throat> so Damn. after after that, she, uh, I think it was either after that or there was another incident where my aunt came in to live with us and I threw a party uh, during lunchtime in, in like... <laughs> lunch party like, yeah like we cut, <laughs> we cut school again i had a bunch of people come up and, oh, yeah. and i i drank too much and passed out and got drunk and somebody ripped off like jewelry and fucking oh, all kinds of shit mm-hmm. so there was that uh she ended up sending me to a you know what outward bound is you, that wilderness program where they send uh, kids that, that are bad oh okay sure to, to try to build confidence and whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I ended up going to this one in Joshua Tree. There was a two-week uh, program in Joshua Tree, and literally, like they te- they you have to they drop you off. You get a map, uh, and you're with some guys and a bunch of people, and there's a counselor, and then you have to figure out where your food drops are and all this other stuff. Hmm. It's really to, to build confidence in teenagers yeah. because you know lack confidence and right. do stupid shit. Right. So I went through that and, uh, uh, I mean, just nothing worked, man. I was just a bad kid. Ended up, uh, doing a 151, went to juvenile hall, did a 151 at the boys ranch, ended up, uh, and this isn't in order, but this was just around that same time. Mm -hmm. And as a consequence of, of all of that behavior, uh, I ended up getting a violation and they gave me an option to do, uh, a night, a six month drug rehab inpatient or uh nine nine months in juvenile hall so and of course of course i I wanted the the six months in a in a in a group home setting where there was females there right (laughs) the opposite sex so i mean that's all i was thinking about right um went to that place uh you know six months turned into 18 months because you when you're in a drug rehab it's it's not about time it's about progress I was manipulating my way through the whole thing. Uh, you know, whether it was having dude people from the emancipation house, buy cigarette packs, bring them to me and I'm selling them for a dollar a piece, $2 a piece to the clients. Cause you're only allowed seven. Mm-hmm. So I'm hustling in there, cutting hair. I, I think when I got finally somebody ratted on me and they went in, into the vent and they found like a roll of fucking cash. Like this thing. <laughs> <laughs> from selling uh, Lucy's. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, there's a sex story in here. Uh, yeah. I ended up, yeah, I ended up uh, hooking up with this one chick in there, and I was like, you know, we're never going to get away with it trying to screw here, so let's just leave. <laughs> I had cash, right? Because I was, I, I, you know, so what we did is uh, we took off. Uh, we're hanging out. We got on the BART train. Uh, I was like, but there was nowhere for us to go. And I'm like, well, fuck, let's just go to my house. I know my mom's going to be leaving yeah. at, at some time. Right. So we went to the house, but she had locked everything up. So I, there, all of my ways to get in, I couldn't get in anymore. But what I did have was I had this, uh, uh we hung out, we lived in that where Hills were right. And so mm-hmm. there's Hills all around the houses. So I had a fort that was up in the Hills that when I had left, I remember I had a, a tent up there cause I would go up there and I'd sleep sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a place where I try to grow weed and I try to do all this. It was like my spot, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I took her up there and I banged her in the in the tent and uh, <laughs> got got what I wanted. And and then I was like, all right, well, 
what are we going to do? And so as soon as my mom came home, I'm like, all right, well, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> uh, went, back to, went back to the treatment place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was in big trouble. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I made it through there. And then I did good for a little while. And uh, once I got out of there, you know, I got a job and, and I was like 18 when I got out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got my GED. I was in there doing, uh, uh, this is where I first got my, my, uh, introduction to public speaking because mm-hmm. I was doing so well in there and I'd written some, uh, some, uh, essays and gotten a couple of scholarships uh, mm-hmm. for my writing mm-hmm. and, uh, yes. also did, uh, uh, outreach to high school. So I go to high schools and I would go and tell my story to all nice. the kids. Right. And, uh, I, but I couldn't figure out a way how to, transition that when I got out, how to, how to turn it into something because none of this was available, mm-hmm. you know, and podcasts hadn't come out. Uh, Tony Robbins was just scratching the surface, you know, and there was a couple of the guys that were before him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of like, all right, well, I went back home and somehow I ended up moving up to Sacramento. Uh, I used the girl and, uh, here, this is a shady story. And the only- <laughs> Like, this is just kind of like to paint a picture of like how, like how my, what my mindset was, man. Yeah, like, no. Well, I mean, I sit there and I think like, I'm laughing. Cause I'm like, on one sense, it just sounds like pure, like innocence, right. Just doing stupid shit, whatever. Right. But on the other side of things is, you know, that's also like a pattern of stuff too. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, like the more, the more stupid shit you do, the, the harder it is to kind of get away from continuing you know, it's like that cycle, right? It's like yeah, a virtuous yeah. cycle or the unvirtuous cycle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, but I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, dude, this is a bunch of shit that I would have done too. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, um, but anyways, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it uh, that's, that's kind of where it went. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I moved up to Sacramento and, and how I had, I had done this, me and my buddy, we were like, All right, we got to get out of here. Let's get out of and, and me and him were, were, doing meth together right mm-hmm. or or crank whatever it was uh and me and him had become best friends and he went and was staying at my house all the time and uh and this is when i was out so i really wasn't doing anything didn't have a job wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. um and i'm like dude we gotta get out of here let's go let's go move to uh to sacramento i got i got a bunch of money coming and that's what we did we went and moved up there i was with this one chick and she was my girlfriend and she had bought a car and put it in my name after I got up there. Right. Cause mm-hmm. she needed a car. Uh, somehow the, the loan didn't go through and they, uh, had me turn, return the car and, uh, they gave me the, they wrote the check and put it in my name. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, because, for, the, for, because the title was in your name. Yeah. Yeah. For the, yeah. For the down, for the down payment. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Bad, bad idea. <laughs> so needless to say that she was going to uh, do something like she was saving money to, to move out and, and do this, but she wanted to get this car or whatever. Well, I ended up cashing that check and I blew all that money. It was like 2500 or, or nice. something like that. And uh, she ended up having it even broken. I'll have, and so she moved up there. Um, but I, dude, I was not, in, in no way, shape or form boyfriend material. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had friends that were living in Chico. Uh, I would, 
I would go up there and I would sell, uh, I'd get an ounce of crank from, from one of my buddies and I'd go up there to Chico state and I'd sell fucking like the whole thing in twenties. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause all the kids are up there trying to cram for, for finals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so they're like, they don't know. They don't know. Well, let me just get a teener. Or let me get an eight ball. Mm-hmm. They're like, let me get 10 twenties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, shit. I'll give you one. Yeah. <laughs> And so I'd stay gone for, for days at a time, man, and, and never even contact her or, or, you know, anything like that. I, you know, I cheated on her, I'm sure, umpteen times up there. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, I'm in a college town. What do you think? Right. And, and on, on, on crank, yep. you know, like, a, <laughs> so, uh, she ended up that lasted for a little while and I had jobs in between here and there, here and there. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I just, I'm just a fuck up, man. Everything, everything I did didn't never really, I never took anybody's, else's feelings into consideration mm-hmm. every every person was a as a stone for me you know what i mean mm-hmm. what can i what can i do to to how can you be be of service to me and my needs and what i need from you and uh, so yeah uh she gave me a dose of my own medicine because you know we lived in a two-bedroom apartment upstairs and one of my buddies was a, a grower up there and chico and he growed indoors and so i went and bought all of the shit to do, uh, to do indoor growing. Right. So I had 2000 watt lights on a sun circle that spun around, set up this whole upstairs room to do, to do all this stuff. Right. Uh, had everything on, on timers and shit, but I didn't know what I was doing because like I, I had all this equipment, but I didn't know how to really utilize it. I didn't know how to grow weed, even though I'd been trying to do it my whole life. Um, and so it just the you know I had at one point I had like sixteen plants in here but they were all real stringy buds because it was like ninety degrees in there the whole time and mm-hmm. no hum you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so it, it it was kind of a bust but I had a new one going and I'd figured something out well she had gotten tired of my shit right and she's and and uh, I I knew that something was up and uh, she was she went to go hang out with she I'm gonna go spend the night at my friend's house and I'm like all right but I knew something was up right. Mm-hmm. And so, and, she, and mind you, I, I talked her into becoming a stripper too. All right. Mm. So not, not only, not only did, you know, that's how good of a dude I was. I'm like, all right, well, what, <laughs> like, damn, how can I get the most money out of you? Well, I mean, it's also the oldest profession. So, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> and so I dude, I li- literally, I, uh, I, uh, you know, delivered her to the door. It was like, you know, yeah, you should be a stripper. She went, she auditioned, she got into it. Uh, I knew something was up. Uh, and so one night I just kind of like, like hung low and, and, and was like surveilling her when she left. And it turns out she was fucking around with the, uh, with the door guy. All right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't try to, I didn't try motherfucker. And I was like, all right, it's cool. I know, you know, that's really all I wanted. I just wanted to know. You didn't roll you know? up four cars deep. No, nah. <laughs> not that time. Not that time. <laughs> uh, so yeah uh what ended up happening there is i you know i told her hey i know what's going on i i whatever it's uh you know and i think one day when i was uh at work because i was working at uh marie collinders somebody called and asked if i was working right and i didn't think anything of it well when i went to go home um because she had had been staying with dude and would come when i'm not there and and but the place was in her name so she was just kind of really waiting for me to get my shit out mm. i think i don't, I don't even know what it was 
But anyways, I showed up there. The locks were changed. I couldn't get in. Uh, all my stuff is inside. Damn. Uh, and the grow room and all of that equipment, right? Yeah. So I hopped the, I hopped the, uh, the balcony and I ripped the, the sliding glass thing off the, off the tracks and, and get in. And all my plants, all my equipment, everything's gone. My dog's <laughs> gone. Uh, all, everything that we'd gotten together was gone. Wow. And so she'd had that dude that she's seeing now. She went and moved in with him and he helped her do all that. Right. And so she'd had a couple of uh, bags of her clothes that she had left there, you know, couldn't get whatever. I took all those, dumped them in the middle of the fucking floor. It was, uh, <laughs> bottles of bleach and uh, persisted to bleach uh, <laughs> the shit out of her clothes. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I bleached symphony the, the whole fucking uh, nice. <laughs> living room of the apartment, even the, even the, uh, uh whatchamacallit and then uh to top it off uh i was like all right well there was a 50 gallon fish tank and it was my fish tank and i'm like why well, i know where to put that motherfucker now so uh boom busted it fucking no shit uh flood, flood, flooded out the uh the downstairs neighbor's apartment right Oh, and so, so she got, so I, I hope that, uh, I mean, I, and I'm not advocating people do that now, Yeah, right. but I mean, my mindset back then was like, well, I hope all my shit was worth it. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> you're not vindictive at all. Right. No, I'm not petty. It's like somebody, no. somebody, somebody called me Tom Petty the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah. I didn't get in trouble for that. She ended up, you know, having to foot the bill for all the repairs of that. Mm -hmm. I was friends with the manager because uh, she's a chick that I used to hang out with. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so she ended up renting me another apartment. She knew I was growing the weed. She knew I was doing all this other shit. And she just let me rent one right down the way. Nice. <laughs> for after about four months, like this shit, let it, let it, let it cool down a little bit. And, we'll, <laughs> um, and then from there, man, I just... Uh, you know, I just got involved with, uh, there was another incident where my homeboy, I was living in, we were, I was living in an apartment. My boy, another buddy moved in with me. He was where he was a bartender at one of these really popular, uh, uh, nightclubs in, in Sacramento and, uh, where the Kings used to hang out, right. Mm -hmm. The Sacramento Kings. And this, this was way back. Not, not any time recently. Mm -hmm. Um, and so anyways, we were hanging out and my other buddy was, you know, his ex was a stripper and I guess he had done, she had done him dirty. And she was, he was like, well, dude, you want to hit a lick? And I'm like, yeah, I'm always down to get free money. What's up? <laughs> uh, and uh, so he was like, I know where my ex keeps all of her cash. And uh, she's got about 20 or 30,000 in there. And uh, she, I said, all you got to do is figure out how to get in the house. And I'm like, done went and got a lock pick set uh taught my other buddy how to do it you know what i mean because he was going to be the one i said i'm paying for the lock pick set because i'm the only mm -hmm. one that's got any money and the rest of you you're gonna have to figure out how to do the rest right i didn't want to get my hands dirty so anyways he ended up doing that and uh, uh we each ended up making like seven or eight thousand dollars and uh yeah we, we split it and uh so I was trying to be a baller, right? Living like a baller, hanging out. Uh, we were going to nightclubs. And I remember this one night I took a limo uh, to that nightclub, right? Where he worked. And mm -hmm. and he was giving us, uh, you know, we would just give him like a card. He would hold it and then, you know, act like it was a tab. 
and then we just pay him out some cash for a tip at the end of the night, right? So it looked totally looked like we were balling. Yeah. And uh, we ran. I ran into this one dude who I started selling cocaine for, and there was a there there was somebody who was trying to confront him, and I didn't really even know him, uh, but we were talking and we were cool, right? And uh, somebody ran up on him, and. I had a, a group of people with me, like an entourage. We came in, in the thing. And so mm-hmm. I had gathered all of them and had this dude's back. And from that moment on, so, you know, when you, have you ever, you ever been friends with a dude and like, like right when you meet, it's like you two are just, bam. Joined, oh yeah, for sure. Joined, joined at the hip. You know what yeah, I mean? Yep. It's like, damn, like, it's like, and it doesn't happen all the time. No, it's a straight up I mean, bromance, dude. That's what it yeah. is. It's fucking yeah. bromance. Yeah. Yeah. And so awesome. like, yeah, and so it was like he kind of took me under his wing, and, mm-hmm. and like I was at his house all the time, and he was married, so and his wife liked me, and so that's where I really started selling drugs at. And uh, I was in a raid with him at his house because he had gotten busted and he went to prison. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a whole fucked up situation because yeah. then I went and lived with her to you know what i mean like help her out with the rent and everything else Mm -hmm. uh you know i wasn't fucking around with her or even try to um but i was still partying all the time because i hung out with all these strippers and figuring out how to do what i was doing right i was working in these strip clubs i was you know i I think my my schedule was the only day i was off was mondays was tuesday through sunday i was either selling in any of the the nightclubs because Mm -hmm. at one point i was a bouncer of one of these nightclubs Mm -hmm. and so i knew all the all the people that worked there i was selling ecstasy ghb cocaine mushrooms uh you know you name it man when i was living in sacramento dude i was buck you were the guy yeah and so like to the point where i would have people come into my townhouse like we'd all go party at the at the club and then Mm -hmm. after hours was always at my place and nice. then that's where I would sell more drugs. You know, I'd fucking bring the people there. We'd, you know, I'd have a DJ there. My, my homeboy's a DJ. And so, um, yeah, that's, you know, that was my life. And I mean, I even had a, the, my nickname was Mr. After Hours. If anybody, if anybody <laughs> nice. out there listening in Sacramento, Roseville, uh, California area, you remember that name, Mr. After Hours. There we go. That's me. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and it just, you know, it, it, it just kept, I, I just never, you know, I, I, I ended up hooking up with this other stripper that, you know, I was at one of the clubs that I was selling at. Um, I, I just got into all kinds of shit, man. I was, uh, there, there's, when I was, I was doing GHB, rather, you remember what that is, right? Yeah, it's a day rape drug. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they call it, right? It can, it can be used it for that. It can be, yeah. Um, and so I was on that. I was taking that quite a bit, right? Uh-huh. And it, for it's kind of like marijuana when you build a tolerance to it it's you're functional on it right uh-huh, uh-huh. to a point Got it. and so i would get to that point man where i would black out standing up i would black huh. out, i would black out because i would just take so much of it right and but my my mind is still going but my body or or the other way around i don't know which one it was but one of them was still going and the other one wasn't yeah and so i, I could drive this way <sighs> and there would be times when i would uh I would be driving and I knew that like, here's the exit that I wanted to take. I knew that I knew I want to get off over here and I'd be 20 miles down the road. And I came to not knowing how I got there and huh. had, it hadn't wrecked. Right. You, That's you know? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so just t- constantly things like that, you know what I mean? And, um, mm-hmm. 
what how I got to Vegas from there, um, you know, because I was into raves and, and the rave culture. I was going to raves all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there's tons of people. Uh, I almost in that period of time, I almost died like three times on overdoses Damn. from ecstasy, you know, mixing drugs, ecstasy, right. GHB, uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a that really gave me an idea of how insignificant I was, even though I was popular. Um, they all they they left me there. You know what I mean? I was falling yeah. at the mouth, and it's like they were just like, "Oh well, he so he'll sleep it off." And now, luckily, I, I did wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, because I, I was you know when you're foaming at the mouth like that, that's it's an obvious sign that you're having a, a reaction. Well, I mean, I, I'll tell you, dude. Like, I was on the rave scene for a while too when I was younger, man. And uh, you know, this was back when the you know uh, when the when the rave scene was underground warehouses, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I didn't fuck with. G- I've been drugged three times, uh, probably GHB, but it's been against my knowledge or against my will, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know what that feels like. But like my rave drugs of choice were always, you know, acid, ecstasy, ketamine was a good booster for that shit. Yeah, yeah I knew you know. That. Um, but I mean, if there were, if there were enough of it, you know, if I took enough of it, I'd be tripping for like, you know, <laughs> that's one time I tripped for like three days straight, dude. I was like, when the fuck is this coming out? But I was never foaming at the mouth. So I was never at the point where like, you know, am I overdosing or not? It was just, you know, I was just fucked up for more than one day, <laughs> which, yeah. is, which is crazy to think about, you know? Yeah. So the last thing I remember before that happened, right. Mm-hmm. Is cause I was already, you know, I started the night with some cocaine, mm-hmm. you know, doing Coke cause that's what I was selling to. Um, yeah. and then I, you know, was drinking, doing some, uh, I did a couple of a tabs of E, mm-hmm. uh, in that night, in that time frame. uh, did some G. And then when I came back to that apartment, I took a shot of, uh, uh tequila and then I, and then I dropped a hit, I dropped a, te- a, gel, uh, a gel cap, I shoved in my ass. Damn. So, I mean, that's the last thing I remember. And then mm-hmm. it was, then I woke up uh, in the morning and that wasn't enough for me because as soon as I got up, I was looking for the GHB. So I, so, I mean, it was, I could never get high enough. Mm. Oh, I said, I said, and that wasn't enough because after I woke up and I, I passed out and woke up, I went looking for the GHB so I can get mm-hmm. high again. Um, you know, so it, ne- it would never, it was never enough for me. Yeah, I just I wanted to keep going and stepping it up and stepping it up. So, um, did you say you were in Vegas for a while? Like, were you living in Vegas or were you just like there raving? Yeah, well, no, I lived in Vegas after I lived in Sac. So the so reason when, why I left. When did you live in Vegas? I lived in Vegas too, actually. So that's why I, I lived, lived in Vegas early to the early uh, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand because yeah. my daughter was born there. Uh, okay. my first daughter. So it's two thousand through probably two thousand four is when I got arrested and went to prison. Yeah, so I was in, I was there from 2006 to 2009. So, yeah, just would have just missed each other. Yeah, you just missed me. Vegas so, is a weird place, man. Vegas is crazy. It's dude, it's such a weird place. Like, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Like, I you know, like I knew, I knew like some of the top photographers and shit like that inside the club. So, like, you know, I never had to never had to wait in line. You know, if I you know, if me and my friends saw a group of hot chicks, we'd bring them with us in. Yeah, we never had to yeah. pay cover. You know, half the time we'd get free booze or whatever table service whatever else um i had to plug at dre's uh for a while nice. before, before dre's was what it is now yeah this was the small small dre's you know what i mean just yeah. like a little like a dungeon when you go down in there so so when i was there i mean i like so my uh a friend of mine uh he 
is now like the most prominent photographer in Vegas. He shoots everything at the uh, the T-Mobile Arena or whatever it is when, when they do the award shows, sporting events, Las Vegas nights. He does all the UFC shit, nice. uh, everything ESPN related. Like he's he's big time, but he got his start. He was one of the first photographers that was going into nightclubs and taking pictures of people having fun, and then they would put it and post it on a website. I don't know if you ever heard about that shit. I don't know if that was after you, um, after you you know went to prison was, or whatever. Yeah, so, that was yeah, after. Yeah, that's probably um, after. But that was that was the early. That was like 2005, 2004, 2005, 2006 yeah. when that stuff was starting to happen. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he's making fucking buck now, dude. He's he's probably yeah. he's probably closing in on like half a million a year. Like, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baller yeah, status right there. Right? I mean, no, for, for a regular dude like us, you know what I mean? Right? Total baller status, dude. Especially when you start by like just taking pictures for free and posting them on a website. Yeah, like what everybody does <laughs> now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the first guys to do it. Yeah. That's funny. That, that's what Instagram <laughs> is now. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Precursor. Uh, so anyways, uh, Sacramento, what, why, we, why we left Sacramento, I ended up hooking up with a stripper. I got her pregnant. Um, I was hanging out with some rough dudes uh, uh, from the city. Um, I was mm-hmm. hanging out with a lot of guys that were, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Area 51 Productions. Uh, it was a rave company out here. Oh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, heard of and, it. Yeah, they were uh, uh, bringing in shit from Amsterdam and, you know, rolling heavy in, in, the, in the ecstasy game. And uh, I was just like, I had gotten into some funk with this dude and he was, he was crazy. This is a black dude. And it was my homeboy. It was my homeboy, Rich is, uh, uh, one of his friends. And, uh, we, we had gotten to some funk, man. And it was one of those things where if, if we cross paths again, it, it, somebody wasn't going to walk away. Mm-hmm. And oh, shit, really, yeah. And so, I. I, I kind of, I kind of, cause the dude was a lot, like he was, he was a lot, he was a lot more street than I was. Let's just say that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was kind of, he's kind of rough and, and I was a little scared of him. Um, and so I was like, well, you know what? This would be a good time to leave. <laughs> this would be a good time to leave <laughs> Sacramento. Uh, and so I'm like, you know, my chick's already stripping cause I, I'm with a stripper, right? I'm like, well, shit, you got about what, you know, at least five months that you could still work right so let's go to vegas and you can go work at one of those strip clubs there you know that'd there be great go. for you you know what i mean because <laughs> I, I, i'm not worried about where i'm gonna work i'm just right. we need to know where you're gonna go because you gotta pay for me mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now there, there there he is again you know that guy that's always uh angling to, to make sure that he's taken care of right um so anyways we moved to vegas uh have my daughter um, things are okay. We're whatever I'm drinking. No, none of the hardcore fucking. And then my homeboy, my homeboy moves up there and, uh, with his, uh, chick, his stripper. Right. Mm-hmm. So he moves up there and, uh, I had moved him out at one point, uh, from like when she went to Vegas to work, you know, when we were living in SAC, Mm-hmm. I had moved him and all of his shit out of her house once, right? And he ended up getting back together with her. And then they moved up there. I ended up hooking up with him. And, uh, yeah, dude, we we just started partying together and hanging out. And then I, I moved 
I moved him out of there into my house. So the mm-hmm. same thing, she went to Vegas again and fucking when she came back, all his shit was gone and he was living with me now in, in Vegas. And uh, me and him just were going to strip clubs and just doing all kinds of shit, fucking doing drugs, whatever, just partying. And I, and I had a pregnant uh, chick, right? Mm-hmm. Very um, responsible of you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so dude, I, we, we've already established that I'm just a douchebag, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, the, dude. I, like I dude, said, remember these I told are, you these are growing pains, man. These are growing <laughs> pains. I tell you what, like not to get too deep, but I believe that everybody is a collection of their moments, dude. And you are who you are right now because of the shit that you've gone through, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I've I've gone I've gone through plenty of douchebaggy shit myself as well, and you know. I'm still here. You're still here. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's almost better to be like more opus, open and honest about the whole fucking path. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's because it's fucking crazy, you know. And and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you go around, you can fucking get in trouble, you go to prison or jail or whatever else, or other things happen. A lot of people, uh, you know, they wind up in prison for a long time or or dead. You know, a lot of them don't make make it out, man. And the fact that you're here, uh, you know. 10 plus years later after uh after you went you know went to, went to prison in Vegas for example uh you know that's that's a success story but it's like at the same time it's like you got to hear the shit leading up to it because i mean shit man i mean not only are they fun stories but it's also like leads to like how you got into that fucking situation right and then how you've yeah. been able to like pull yourself out of it so that's just the first third of the story all right, because there's right. that's not even that's not even going to prison yet. That's yep. not even uh, getting out, mm-hmm. and then all of the madness that went into it went into that. Yeah, so we ended up we ended up splitting up because um, I think uh, after she got pregnant, I, it was just I don't know, I, I, for whatever reason, I was maybe drinking too much or being an asshole. I wasn't very good at relationships, uh, mm. obviously. <laughs> um, so. I ended up moving in. He moved out, right? And then he got a place, an apartment, and he got a two-bedroom apartment because he knew that I was going to be following him shortly thereafter. <laughs> and so I was just, I was like, all right, I'm out. And so I moved into there. Um, me and her were still kind of cool. My daughter was already born. Um, I was, I would have her every once in a while, and she started dating some other dude. And then she, uh, for some reason, I think before she started dating this other dude, uh, she was going to go to California to see her family. She was going to fly, right? And she goes, mm-hmm. well, can you just take my car, uh, my forerunner, and uh, drop us off at the airport and you can drive it? Well, she didn't tell me that she had let the uh, insurance lapse on it. And so I went out that night. Uh, the night she left, it was Christmas Eve, as a matter of fact. And I went out to uh, Rum Jungle, and I think that's the one that's in uh, the Bellagio or some, I don't know, one of those places. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went there by myself. I did a lot of things by myself. I would I would go to a club by myself. I go to like a bar by myself. Mm-hmm. I just I was just like that, that was never like a thing for me. Um, I drank some. I was it's like bored, whatever, no action. So I ended up. Uh, leaving and i had taken at this point they didn't have ghb anymore but they used to sell that stuff in the uh gncs and remember they once it hits your system it wasn't ghb in the bottle but when it interacted with your system it turned into it and they would sell it as like cleaning supplies you know they, that's yeah. how yeah and so i had a bottle of that 
and so I took a cat before I left. And uh, the next time I woke up, uh, I ran into a telephone pole or a light pole. Jesus. Had, had a boom, like tacoed it, right? And so, and this was all the way down Flamingo. You know where Flamingo and Desert Highway, or what is it? Desert Inn? No, not Desert Inn. It's uh, Boulder Highway. Oh, Boulder Highway. Yeah, okay. All right. So there's so that you're, liquor so you're store. south, right? Like you're like near like Henderson, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. no, not not really. So it's Flamingo all the way to to Boulder Highway. Is Boulder Highway on the south or the north? I forget. Uh, it's it's on the. I feel Boulder like it's Highway's on the south. On the, on the side where you go to the the lake. You know what I mean? Lake Las Vegas, Lake Mead. Yeah, it's in yeah. the south. Yeah, you cut through Henderson. Okay, or it's right. near it's near the Henderson. It's kind of like the South Las Vegas Henderson border. Yeah, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're if anybody out there is familiar with this area, there's a liquor store right there. And so, had I went this much further to the left or this much further to the right, I would have ran right into this liquor store. Damn. So one, I got I guess I got lucky in one sense, uh, but it tacoed the whole the whole uh, thing. So it went down the center and just went boom, Damn. and the whole thing was dented inside. I, I don't know if I had my uh, seatbelt on or not uh obviously i must have uh because that was a pretty uh hard impact but anyways i got out as if nothing happened uh walked right across the street to the 7-eleven and bought a uh, gatorade and the lady the lady had seen this whole thing happen going down right and she she's like looking at me like wait so you tacoed your car on a light pole uh-huh. not a single scratch you got out of the car and walked into the 7-eleven and bought a gatorade Yes. And this one lady is watching the entire time. The the cashier, she's just looking at me like, what the fuck did I just witness? You know what I mean? Like, you just got out like nothing happened. Like, it wasn't even your car. Uh, (laughs) Because it wasn't my car. (laughs) And so anyways, that's not the end of it. All right. So I go and I get my thing. And and really what it was, it was I I went to get that Gatorade for a a chaser because I wanted to take another cap. Mm. And I still have my bottle, right? So I took another cap, blacked out again, and when I wake up this time, I'm standing at a drive-thru uh, looking at the menu, right? I have no idea. I must have walked there somehow. Uh, and so I get my bearings. I'm like, fuck, where am I at? You know what I mean? Let me find out where I'm at. I see my car. I see the car or the vehicle. The tow truck's pulling it up now, right? It's coming onto the thing. So I run over. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. I need to get something out of there. Go take another cap. This time when I wake up, I'm standing in front of the porno rack in the store that I almost ran into. <laughs> You're back in there again. I never. Well, I was never in there. But oh, it was, no. Sorry, I thought you said the Seven Eleven was the, was the spot too. But okay. Oh no. So the <laughs> store that I almost ran into, uh, it was open, and it was one of those liquor stores, you know, that have all the the dirty magazines and mm-hmm. the racks. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm like going like this, you know what I mean, like whatever i'm doing so the cops end up coming in there uh and they're like uh they they're leading me out right and when i come to this time i'm like whoa what the fuck are you doing right because i would black out and come to black out and come to and uh they were like whoa whoa, wait 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 you know we're just you're going into the ambulance because you have head trauma (laughs) they thought that because of my behavior that I had hit my head in the, in the crash 
and they didn't realize that you were actually just like loaded on GHB. Yeah, and it, mm. I didn't smell like alcohol, so there was nothing that they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They loaded me into this thing, and the and the the guy after we already leave, the cops are gone. Dudes, all do quit bullshitting, man. What the fuck are you on? <laughs> And I'm like, nothing, moon. And he's like, dude, I need to know because if I give you something and it has an interaction, it's going to fucking kill you. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay then. Uh, yeah, I was on GHB and this, 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 and that. And so as soon as I got there, I left. I just, I bounced. Mm. It cost me, well, it cost me a relationship with her because we were kind of trying to work it out. Mm. But after that, you know, she owed the whole amount of money that she owed in that car because I had to total it and she had no insurance on it. Damn. Um, so yeah, that kind of, that kind of put a, put a damper on things with us uh, <laughs> a little bit, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, she leaves, uh, I end up going down to Phoenix for six months, uh, stayed drunk the whole time I was there. My ex had my, uh, my rights terminated as a parent, right? Uh, cause I didn't show up to contest it because I was partying and mm-hmm. I was like, she's better off without me anyway. So fuck it, you know? And so when I went to Phoenix, I was kind of like grieving that whole thing because mm-hmm. I did spend 18 months of her life with her. You know what I mean? I did yeah. have a connection to her and a bond. I mean, not a strong one, but I mean, I did have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyways, uh, come back, you know, shit still doesn't work out. Ended up getting a job at a strip club, uh, in North Las Vegas hooked up with a stripper. Uh, she was a meth addict and, uh, I, that's when I started doing meth again. Mm-hmm. And this is when it turned into crystal. Mm-hmm. And so by this time I'm, you know, we're, we're doing it. I'm not working anymore. Uh, I'm selling meth full time now. I'm, uh, you know, just kind of balling. I'm trying to recreate the life that I had in Sacramento because Sacramento was the shit, you know, mm-hmm. that's where I was like, when I was doing that, it was like big time, you know, well, not yeah. big time, but I mean, I was really, I was trying to recreate that whole feeling and situation in Vegas and Vegas mm. is a whole different monkey, man. Yeah. You know, especially if you're, if, if you're not from Vegas, if you're not a local from Vegas, they're, they're weird, man. The people that mm. grew up with each other there, mm-hmm. like, cause you'd have, you'd have dudes fuck ratting on each other and get out of prison and then be hanging out again. Hmm. And yeah, it was crazy. The, the only place where I would see moms and dads, smoking meth or, or banging meth with their kids wow you know what i mean and so I, that was like a yeah that was a really strange place um and then you know i was uh selling a lot of a lot of you know a lot of not a lot of weight but i mean it was a lot of weight for me uh it was uh you know selling ounces and and quarters and stuff like that so yeah anyways uh Long story short, I was, uh, you know, I had guys working for me. I'd figured out how to manipulate and use people that were slamming dope because they were, you know, they were way worse of an addict than I was. And, you know, they would pretty much do whatever I wanted them to for drugs. So I would have them do smashing grabs for me and, uh, and, uh, and I'd provide the vehicle for them to do it and just pay them, you know, in cash. You know, they came back with guns. They came back with all kinds of shit, man. Um, and so what ended up happening is I ended up selling to an undercover because one of the dudes I was dealing with flipped on me, set me up. Uh, I made five controlled buys. Um, what ended up happening? Uh, uh, What's a controlled buy? Like you bought from him five times or? So a confidential informant mm-hmm. makes the connection. Right. Right. Somebody that, that I trusted oh. sends somebody to me. And then that person's been 
uh, either one of them has been compromised. Right. Yeah. And I think they both, I think they both, he had been compromised. The CI is a, a, a lower level, like petty guy like me. Yeah. And then uh, the, the actual, cause a cop has to be present there too. Mm. And introduced me to him and I sold, you know, like five, five, five ounces, five different times. Damn. And so, which I should have been in jail the first, after the first time, mm -hmm. but you know, they need to stack the charges against you so you can't get out. So anyways, I had already known that, that like I had a feeling shit was going down, you know what I mean? It's like, like my time was up. Mm -hmm. uh, There's just a, just a funny feeling that I had. And uh, so I got rid of all the guns and except for one and everything else I still had there. Cause I didn't really care. I just needed to get rid of the guns cause they all had filed serial numbers off on them. I was hanging, I was doing something. It was about two o'clock in the morning and my chick and her friend were asleep in this room. Me and another dude were in this other room. I had a huge stereo system that was turned on, you know, to I, like something loud on TV. And uh, I was in the back and I was working on it because I was counterfeiting hundred dollar bills at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I was washing dollar bills and then I was printing a, a old hundred on top of those. And it was, you know, it was working oh. sort of. Uh, and so I had, I was working on the, the thing on the computer, right? I heard, I heard something, man. And it sounded like cops or something, something loud. And, uh, what it turned out to be is they slugged the back gate, but the, the stereo was so loud, right? The, the TV was so loud that I couldn't really hear it, yeah. but I heard some booms. And so it was, a, they slugged the back gate as they shot in a, a, a flashbang. Um, through the windows, right? And what I had was I had double pane glass windows because I was living next to Air Nellis Air Force Base, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had tinted the inside of these windows. And so when the when they shot it in, it bounced back on them and it blew up on them. Damn. And it, one of their their dogs bit them, right? And so I heard that. I heard that, and then another bang came through the uh, through the 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 sliding glass uh, the door, right? I still don't know what's going on. I think somebody at this point, I'm like, all right, boom, boom. And I'm like, fuck, it's a drive-by. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought. Right. And so I grabbed the gun, semi-auto, little, little fits in the palm of your hand. Mm -hmm. And I have it down by my leg. So there's a corner, uh, there's a hallway, a corner, and then the front door is right there. But I had a big ass uh, console TV right there, like the the old school uh, big screens that are like mm -hmm. hella heavy and yeah. wide and, 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 big. and they got and they're deep, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's in the way. So and then the door can't even open, so they can't see behind it, right? All they can see is from you know here's the TV out this way. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I look, I come around the corner like this, like just just picture just picture you're like going on a thing like I have a gun like this and I'm going around the corner and I look up and I see the I see the SWAT shields and immediately I, I throw the the gun behind the TV and I dive and put my hands on my head right they see that gun I'm dead dead yeah so anyways I never got caught with that gun because they they were already pissed that, uh, that their that their dog bit them and so when they got me in handcuffs they picked me up and ran me into the TV and the TV went up over the gun and they never found it Wow. Um, they never found the the drugs either because all the drugs in the cash were in a B TV VCR combo that was hanging up high and the, the drug sniffing dogs didn't catch it and they never bothered to look. So as soon as I got out, I took all my money, all my dope and, uh, we moved, moved in, had enough money to put down on a new place, moved the whole operation somewhere else. Well, how long are you in though? 
I mean, that's, I that's, just, it's, it seems crazy to me to be like, to, you know, to get, you know, brought, brought in by the SWAT team, you know, like that's, that's fucking wild, dude. Well, they, they, they kept me in for two days. They gave me an that's OR. It? They that's gave me it? an OR. Yeah. Because oh the, God. I didn't have any felonies on my record. I had all this other little petty shit. Right. right. But I didn't have any felonies. So they wow. let me out and they do that on purpose. Especially if, if you're a drug dealer or you're... Because they want you to fuck up again or they're watching you or some shit. Yeah, they want to watch mm-hmm. you or they they know they're going to catch you on some more shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and they did. They did. They absolutely did. It worked. Their, their, their thing worked. Because I was like, as soon as I got out, I'm like, fuck that. I ain't going back. I'm, you're going to mm-hmm. catch me if you can, right? Mm-hmm. Game on, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I moved all my shit up there. I put uh, surveillance on every... On every area so i mean there was only one way in this way one way in this way i had them all on camera so i and even the main street so i knew what was coming and who was going um and i just persisted to uh i didn't want to sell drugs anymore because i didn't want to if i got in trouble i didn't want to catch another case doing the same thing Mm -hmm. so i switched to to white collar crime which is uh check fraud and uh credit card fraud and and stealing identities and what was your let me ask you this like what was the what was your thought behind that like did you make you made a conscious decision to say hey i'm gonna start you know ripping people off or whatever is that or yeah i mean like maybe one day you're just like oh well i found this like fake id or this other person's id and no no well for the drugs no i mean okay so when when you made when you made the switch from you know you just said hey you know you stopped the drugs because you didn't want to get busted again for the same shit and then you moved into, you know, check fraud, wire fraud, that kind of stuff. Like, cause I already had, I already had the, uh, I was already doing the, uh, the, the hundred dollar bills. Right. Mm-hmm. I was already had the, the, the programs I had the, you know, whatever, uh, they didn't take everything. So there was still some, pl- I still had some equipment that I could, you know, do cause I duplicates of every, like everything, like I would do put a program if I had these programs, I would throw it on this computer and I'd throw it on this computer and then I would sell them that way after they were stolen and I, I switched out all the parts and, and redid everything. Hmm. And so, uh, I'd already, so it was, it was an easy transition for me, basically, you yeah. know what I mean? I already mm-hmm. had a foot into it. Um, and then I had hooked up with somebody, uh, this one chick that was working for a, uh, 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 what do they call that? Um, I was, she was working for a tour company and she'd give me stacks of information for that had all of their credit card information, their address or this or that and, and some other things. And so I was able to finally figure out how to put it all together. I can't tell you what I did with this one because this one might get me in trouble. Mm. Um, but I, I ended up going cross country and I, you know, netted, netted a bunch of money and I knew something was off. A roommate kept calling and it's like something wasn't right in my mind. And so I, I went to somewhere else, had hit all the money, went back, went to my house. Um, as soon as I get there, she had, there's two other dudes there and her, uh, the dude that she was hanging out with told this other dude who's supposedly some hell's angels guy, uh, that, you know, I was coming with a big score, you know what I mean? Coming back up with a bunch of drugs and all this other shit. So he was there to tax me basically. Hmm. And, uh, so long story short, I didn't have anything. I'm like, you can take some of the fireworks that I bought in New Mexico. Uh, you know, there's a bike you can have, uh, you know, but you're really stupid because I'm cap- I'm capable of doing way more than what you think. 
and you, if you really want some peanuts and you don't want a part of the whole bag, then you're missing out. Mm-hmm. And so I Jedi mind tricked his ass and he's like, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> and so he, he went along with it, right? And so after that point, I'm, I'm going to kill this dude. And uh, because he put my chick on the floor, he put me on the floor, you know, it was like, all right, you know, this is like, I already ran from somebody once. I ain't doing that shit again. Fuck that. You came into my house, you know, cause I have some balls now and, you know, I've been right. through a, I've been through a raid, this and that. And so like, this is like my next, this would have been the graduation into the next step of like, all right, you're a true gangster. Now you can mm-hmm. kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went and, and took all the information that I had and I bought a shotgun and an assumed in a fake ID with a credit card. And I, I rented a, uh, uh, like I was living this one dude's life. I had uh, rental cars in this name, in his name credit cards in his name that I had had sent to me and I, you know, figured out. Uh, but the one thing that I, the one mistake that I made is that he was a black guy and uh, I'm not. So right. uh, the person on that ID, right? Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is I was trying to cheat on my chick. Uh, I got the gun. I was planning all of this stuff. Right. But there was, you know, I don't know what, what, what was on my mind, but I, I was, I, I knew I wanted to fuck this one, Ron. So I went and got a, a, a hotel room in that, in one of the, and I used, instead of paying cash, I used the uh, credit card. They ran my name, you know, cause they, when you go to a weekly, they run your name to Metro and to see if you have, if you're a fugitive from anywhere. Right. Well, it came back that, that here's my picture and here's the, there's this ID and here's this ID and black dude and the fucking Mexican dude. Um, so they put me off and they said, all right, come back, come back uh, in a half hour. I come back. They were already there waiting for me. And that was the end of that. And that's where I go when I go to prison. That's the last step. There was a couple of other uh, things that, that happened. The rest of the story is after I get out of prison because then it continues. Let's hear about it, man. I mean, I know you got to kind of, you got to bounce. You got other appointments so we can just kind of wrap it up here. I think it's a good spot. Yeah. It's a fucking wild ass story, man. I'm loving it so far, but uh, let's, uh, you know, I know you got shit to do, so we can wrap it up. That's fine. All right, cool, man. Sounds good. Okay, cool. All right. That works. Sweet, man. All right. All right. Sean Dustin, everyone. Peace. All right, brother. Have a All good right. one.